Well, it's easy for you guys, but we're not all rock stars. But you can be. Gather around, guys. It's time to start listening. Practice makes perfect, but perfect's not working. There's a lot of music, but no one where your cue's gonna be. You can play all the right notes, but that don't mean you move with me. That driving feeling Oh, that driving feeling Christian Carguy Radio Show I say this calls for action and now But if you can jump Like David Theroff Or pop your fist Like you'll bruise the bars If you got heart And soul You can rock and roll We are learning to rock and roll today <laughs> on the Christian Car Guy Show. Now, I, always, I know you probably always wanted to be a rock star. Well, today's your chance. Uh, <laughs> the Bible, as you might imagine, is full of rock stars. Seriously. But today, in order to sing rock and roll... Let's learn from the original rock and roller herself. Her name is Mary. No, not Mary from Peter, Paul, and Mary. No, not the Mary that was there when they rolled the stone away, although that, that would seem like it was a rock and roll situation right there at the tomb. <laughs> and I don't think that's any coincidence. Or the Mary that was there when the rock was born. Not that Mary. Or the Mary that saw the rock rolled away when her brother was raised from the dead. Not that rock and roll Mary. Now, this rock and roller was the first Mary, where all those others got their name. Of course, most know her as Miriam, <laughs> because Miriam is Hebrew for what? Mary. <laughs> and so, maybe you recall the story of Miriam, maybe you don't, but I learned so much more about her today than I ever had a dream, and it connected so many dots in the Bible. And it has everything to do with rock and roll, and it has to, everything to do with rock stars. And I promise you that you're going to see how God has been making you a rock star your whole life. And how he made this particular Mary such a rock star that to this day, it's the most popular name, period, end of sentence. Male, female, whatever you want to talk about. You look for a popular name, you can't outpopular Mary. First name, middle name, whatever they do, they go with Mary. Why is that? Well, Mary, I, I was actually just asking that question this week. God, why? What's the deal with all the Marys in the New Testament? And I, I, I said, well, I bet they weren't called Mary back then. I bet they were actually, you know, Jewish girls. So they were, what's the Hebrew for Mary? And I, oh, it's Miriam. Well, where did that come from? Well, I kind of knew the story of Miriam. And then I started to research Miriam and, oh, my soul. First off, I'm going to tell you, some of this stuff comes out of the Midrash, some of it comes out of the Talmud, but this is what the Jews teach about Miriam, and I know that some of it is legend, perhaps, but listen to how it connects the dots of other things that are clearly in the Bible. So just work with me here a minute, because you're going to hear things that you may have never heard before, but I, my mind is just totally blown. 
first of all, Miriam was a prophetess, and the Bible says she was a prophetess, so we know that on good authority that absolutely she was. Well, the Midrash teaches that she is seven years older than Moses, and when she was five years old was the first time that God came to her, and at this point in time, her parents, Amram and, and I think Jacobed was her name, they had divorced because they didn't want to have any kids because they would be killed by the Pharaoh, right? Well, she was named bitter, by the way. Mary means bitter, or Miriam means bitter because it was the bitterness of slavery. So her parents had divorced so they wouldn't have any more kids. And so at five years old, this prophetess goes to her dad, who was one of the leaders of Israel at the time, and says, Dad, you are doing worse than the Pharaoh because if you don't have children, the deliverer can't be born. And he takes her wisdom, and he marries, and again, it, it begins, everybody begins to, to marry again, and shortly thereafter, you know the story, Moses is born. Well, after Moses is born, right, then you got the situation, and the bull rushes, right? that, and, and the Bible tells you that Miriam was there, but there's part of the story that really connects more, some more dots for me, that according to the Talmud, it says that the Pharaoh's daughter had a form of leprosy. And the reason she was going down to the water was because the Nile God was supposed to heal her from this leprosy. Well, when she goes down the water and the Nile God's gonna heal her, instead up floats this basket with clearly wrapped in the blanket of a Hebrew child. And when so she picks up this basket, she is healed by the child and she knows that that's from God. And she's like, oh, you're the man. <laughs> you get the picture? And so immediately, Miriam, who's hanging out in the bulrushes, she comes over and says, hey, good news. I know the perfect maid for this young boy that just delivered you from leprosy. Which, by the way, you know, the Bible teaches that Pharaoh's daughter was there during the Passover, was saved by the Passover, and then later was converted to Judaism. Now, add to the, what, it, what she had actually experienced. Well, the next time you find Miriam in the Bible is she's there right after the Red Sea parties. And so you, you see the connection to Miriam and water. She's there in the bulrushes. Now she's there when the Red Sea parts and this sort of a picture of baptism according to Paul. And Moses breaks out into song. Now here, here you got some serious rock and rolling going on. And what does Miriam do? She grabs the tambourine, tambourine and she creates her own song for which, you know, this is well documented, you know, there in the Bible, in Exodus. So, in 1 Corinthians 10, there's this strange little verse there that I had never paid any attention to, and I paid attention to what it said about Jesus, but I never thought about what else it says. It says, I don't want you to be unaware, brethren, that our forefathers were all under the cloud as they passed through the sea, and they were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, which was the manna, right? And they drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them. And that rock was Christ. Well, the Jews teach that that rock that was following them in the desert was Miriam's well. And when Moses originally struck the rock at Horeb, the one that later he got in trouble about, but that one, when he originally struck it, 
according to what they say, this rock started to follow them everywhere they went in the desert. And Miriam was the one that followed. And she would sing to this rock. And when she sang, now you get the picture, this is a rolling rock. <laughs> so it, this is rock and roll. And then she's singing rock and roll. I'm just saying, look, look, look at this situation. And not only does the water come out just a little bit, the Jews teach that this thing looks sort of like a beehive. And all this is documented at Christian Car Guy, by the way. This thing kind of looked like a beehive. And when, when she would sing to it, it didn't just spring a little bit of water. It gushed out like a geyser. It shot way up in the air. So here you have <laughs> this rock following Mary. Now, that's what the Midrash teaches, but it just so happens if you look in Deuteronomy chapter 20 and 21 that when Miriam dies, it happens to be in Kadesh. And right after she dies, no more water. They don't say it's because of Miriam. They just say there's no more water. The Jews teach because when Miriam dies, she couldn't sing to the rock. And, and when she couldn't sing to the rock, no water, and everybody gets thirsty. Well, this is what sets up Moses' striking the rock. Because think about it. <laughs> As you'll find out over in Numbers chapter 21, that after that, after Moses is get, gets in trouble for striking the rock, then they're told, no, you're supposed to sing to the well. You're not supposed to strike it. And, and you remember he even said Moses was supposed to speak. Well, Miriam was singing. She was a rock and roll star. And she was singing to this rock. And so... Look over in, in Numbers chapter 21. I'm just saying, and all this, by the way, is at my website. You can check it out. Uh, these people were singing to the rock. Now, how many psalms are about singing to a rock? Think about it. I mean, just think about how many dots this connects about the rock and singing. To, uh, maybe that's all legend. Okay. But it's interesting to me that the Jews are teaching it, but we know who the rock is. Now, is, is you're, if you're like me and you're just going, oh my goodness, this is so awesome. What's the point, Robbie? What does this have to do with cars? Well, here's the thing. God made her such a rock star. Her name is to this day honored almost like one of the greatest names of all time, Mary. Mary at the, that saw the other stone roll away. Was it any coincidence that Mary was there or the woman at the well? But think about your name. How has God made you a rock star? Well, we'll talk about that when we come back. So much more coming up. to be rock stars today on the Christian Car Guy show. I don't know if you ever just considered that the word rock and roll was bound to catch on. <laughs> hey, and, and Jasper's throwing out that little bit of what, Jefferson Starship there? Was that yeah, the... Yeah. <laughs> but rock and roll was just, it was bound to catch on. I mean, it has <laughs> such a catchy thing to it. And 
Uh, we're talking about Miriam, the prophetess today, and actually uh, how God, and, and if you wonder, here's a connection with cars. God honors, well, who, like in the book of Esther, who God chooses to honor, he honors. And, and part of the way I know that Miriam finished well is look at what God has done with her name um, versus a name like Hitler or <laughs> some others that I can think of that, you know, I've, you don't hear a lot of uh, um, Benedict Arnold's anymore. You know, that's just, they, they threw that name out. But, <laughs> but look what God has done with her name. And my, I've saved my favorite <clears throat> story about Miriam, which is very clearly in the Bible. Um, I fit, my, my favorite one has to do with when she went awry. A- and you might remember there in Numbers, I think it's Numbers 20, where she starts murmuring about her big brother, and like a big sister, her little brother, and you, you, you have those of us like me who have two big sisters. I get this completely. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like, "What are you doing, marrying that Cushite woman?" And she just gets off. She gets off track, and she thinks she's you know something she's not. And you know, God slaps her down, puts leprosy on her. Now you do see the the, you know, the interesting thing that this story about the pharaoh and daughter but now all of a sudden miriam's the one who's got leprosy and aaron who loved his sister he cries out to god i mean look at the passion that you can see in this prayer that moses lays on god like don't you know don't do this to my sister you know he he loved her and god said this is kind of tough but it's really good he said even if her father spit in her face she would have to go outside the camp for seven days and so Miriam has to go outside the camp with her leprosy for seven days. And, of course, then God heals her through Moses. But the beauty of that is when has God sent you outside the camp for seven days? <laughs> not, not to punish, but to bring back intimacy, right? She went out into the wilderness, and I'm just guessing, knowing Miriam and the way that she would sing, that there was some rock and roll going on out there. She was singing to the one that she really did love and the one that she really did know, and she was restored to that intimacy. And how I know that is look what he did with her name. And and look how the Jews revert. In fact, if you go to a Seder nowadays, they not only set a table for Elijah, they set a table for Miriam. They set a place for Miriam, and in her cup is water. Why do you think? (laughs) <laughs> no connection there huh yeah, why, yeah. <laughs> why do you think and 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 do you think really uh, you know just as you was this some coincidence that it was a mary that was the first person to see jesus after his resurrection that there was a stone that rolled <laughs> do you think it was some coincidence that it was Mary whose um, brother was raised from the dead. It, you know, you can say that if you think that. I mean, it's okay. I, I can't prove a thing I'm saying. But that's the beauty of it. I can just sit there and ponder and go, hmm. But look how God raised the name of Ford. Right? I mean, that's a guy's name. Buick is a guy's name. <laughs> Chrysler. All right? Walter Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the Dodge Brothers. Louis Chevrolet. These were names. These were names. And today, 
it, you know, God has, has, has used those as a picture, especially Henry Ford, in my opinion, of he was trying to help people be able to afford a car. Now, he had his bet, and I don't think Miriam was a big fan of Henry Ford. <laughs> she, he, Henry was a little anti-Semitic, so that, that wasn't going too good for him there. But nonetheless, there, so that, that's the question. And, Jerry, I didn't let you talk all show, so <laughs> what, are you, what are your thoughts? Well, I was just kind of you know, coming in and it, just this whole concept. I, you know, God, the way Jesus Christ is interwoven through it all and through the Old Testament. And then also when you start looking, and so many times we, we don't understand and we look at history, I think part of it is that we can look at history and all of a sudden all those dots that don't connect through the biblical record, it starts connecting. And all those questions we may have in history sometimes get answered in the Bible. Well, not sometimes, but anytime we dig deep enough. And that's, that, you know, this whole, this morning, this, this whole story about Miriam. And, you know what, that should just uh, just stir our hearts into, into wanting to just dig deeper into that, that aspect of, of God's Word. It, it really does. And I, I, I should say that, <clears throat> again, all this references to what I'm talking about is at ChristianCarGuy.com, the original rock star. Also, we've got an episode of Christian Car Guy Theater coming up, River Rock. You <laughs> <laughs> got the rocks rolling this morning. The, Retaliation, the rock is yeah, there's this rock. Is, yeah, so that's going to come up in the last segment, so you don't want to miss that. But I also want to make reference to, you, you see how sometimes God allows things in our life, or, or actually in the case of Miriam, inflicts us with things in order to regain the intimacy. And I see this with the Jesus labor love. And, I, and I, I, I'll probably start this story and then I need to finish it But on the, on the other side of the break. But what happened was a few weeks ago, you know, this lady that we'd helped previously, now her transmission went out. And it was way more than we could do. And as a matter of fact, her car was finished and it had a $3,000 bill. And it seemed like, oh my word, how are we going to help her get her car back? And so I prayed and and... You know, I thought God was leading me to go on the air and ask people for donations, ask people to pray for this lady, which obviously you did. And obviously you prayed for him. But we didn't get one cent, not a penny. <laughs> nothing came in for her. Now, other times we've asked for, and, and stuff poured in. But this time, nothing was coming. And I was trying to understand, you know, because you know, I'm like, what's the difference? This time I thought it was just like those other situations. So we're going to find out what happened with this Miriam, <laughs> which I don't believe her name is Miriam. <laughs> but nonetheless, we've got that River Rock retaliation, sort of a Halloween episode coming up. So much more Christian Car Guy show coming up. Search of rock stars today on the Christian Car Guys show. How do you? What's inside that rock and roll that was the original rock and roller of Miriam? But also, what does that paint a picture for us here at the Christian Car Guys show? Are you at home? 
uh, it's a it's a wonderful thing. Maybe you have a comment, a, a story that is brought to mind. We would love to hear it. Our phone number to call in is 866-348-7884. You need to call quick, though, because River Rock Retaliation is coming up right after this episode, uh, right after this segment. So 866-348-7884. So we were talking right before about how sometimes, like Miriam, God sends us out in the wilderness. Right, and she was sent out in the wilderness. She had leprosy. This is not looking good. And I had this Jesus labor love applicant, and she needed three thousand dollars for this transmission. I had prayed. I'd asked. I'd I'd I'm come on the air. I was I was just like God. What are you? What are we doing here? <laughs> we, you know, knock knock. God, you hear I, me? <laughs> and you know, just I didn't want to face the, this problem. So she, you know, I'd called her. Said I didn't. We didn't get anything. And she said, Well, you call the the man that, that's holding my car and see if he'll help me some somehow some way you know let me make payments or you know and i just honestly should have called immediately but my heart was broken i was like i just i don't know what to do i i just so i was putting it off well i i put it off for maybe a week or so and god came knocking at my heart like you need to you need to call that man you need to call him okay all right, God. <laughs> so I called the man that was holding her car for $3,000, and I said, you know, what, what's going on with her car? And, and he said, oh, she picked her car up yesterday. And I went, what? He goes, oh, yeah. Her uncle um, came through for her in a huge way. I can't even begin to tell you what it has meant for that family, for this uncle to step in and to do this and... and you know, it was just like, oh, my word. Oh, my word. That was what God had in mind the whole time. And, you know, when are we jumping the gun for that person that hasn't been outside the camp seven days just yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and so I'm left with this, you know, how cool is it that I cannot navigate the Jesus labor love without his help walking day by day, minute by minute, if I'm not in intimacy with him, because don't get me wrong, I believe that a lot, a lot of times we are exactly the light that Jesus used in order to help somebody down the road to see him better and to go into intimacy with him. But there's other times, no, he's got something else going, and, and you've got to wait on him. And, you know, sometimes they've got to be outside the camp for seven days, right, Jerry? Yeah, and sometimes, you know, we don't realize what God how God is working in those situations Really, who was getting the blessing? Was it this young lady uh, that was in a crisis with her car? Or was God blessing her uncle and growing her uncle through this process? We don't know. Or even the man at the service center that, that was holding the car. He was able to see Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. He knew it was a Jesus labor yeah. love calling. And he was, he was delighted to tell me, you know, what, what happened. And, you know, it just is beyond cool to me. Um, to see how, it, it, you know, we work on different ones every week, and every week he does it different. And it's 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 he's got stuff. But the the neat thing is that you you need that intimacy that Miriam had. And I got to learn how to sing to the rock because obviously that singing brought forth not just a little flow of water; it brought forth gushing. You know, a geyser, 
and and that picture is 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 a beautiful thing. Yeah, and, and I do believe that that's what God has in store for each of us. And it's a different different rock. It's a different flow of water, a different type of water. But God wants to show us something. And sometimes I think for me, I think God has reached out His hand and plucked me out of that situation because. Sometimes I get to the point where I think I'm more in control than I am, and I think we can get through this if I help God. Sometimes God has to pull me out and, and let me just see how what he has in store. And that's not always an easy thing to do. And, I and think it's even more difficult to sing oh, under that circumstance. Yeah. And, and that's the, the cool thing. I, I just am blown away that Moses clearly t- is told, you have got to sing to the well <laughs> and and think how many people sing to the rock every single week in churches across the world and 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 they're singing to the well right they're they're singing to the thing that can gush forth and out of that comes everlasting life i mean it's 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 phenomenal it's been in there the whole time it's all over the psalms god's good <laughs> He, he is. And so, again, think about what has God done to honor somebody that you know? And, and that brings up another whole series of stories. You know, what is done for the man that God wants to honor or the woman that God wants to honor? Do you remember going to a funeral where they just never stopped coming and they never stopped talking? Um, Pastor Quartz when he passed away here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, he was the pastor at Calvary Baptist Church. You know, the, of course, they couldn't have it at a funeral home because they knew it wasn't going to be big enough. And so they opened up the church, which who knows how many thousands of people it, it would hold at the point in time that, that this happened. But, you know, people came from, you know, big-time names all over Christendom came to that funeral but the lines went on and on and on because, you know, God honors his people. Absolutely. And he'll give you eyes to see it. Is there somebody that steps out in your mind that you, you saw God honor one time? Oh, I, you know, you sit there and you think about it. And, and I think I can always I tell you what, one of the first times I went on one, a mission trip to Jamaica, one of our ministers, Danny Spainauer, when I went on that first trip with Danny, this has been 11, 12 years ago, when I saw the people in Jamaica and the churches, the respect they showed to him and the honor they showed him, it was just humbling to me because the impact for eight or nine years of going down there before I'd ever went down there that he had made. And I thought that was, you know, and it was always, when I said something to Danny about it, it was always, you know, he just sort of, didn't want to, didn't want it to be about him, but you know what? That was a, that was a moment of honor because I saw that the impact and how God was able to use them, and not that they were worshiping Danny, they they were giving him honor for what he was doing for them, and I think that was, that, I, that just always stuck out in my mind. It's funny you say that. My daughter went to um, Africa on a mission trip with a man that had been there, going there for twenty years, and they had a, his name is Chuck Peters. But they had a special name for him, and like Papa something, because, it, you know, of, of the respect that they were honored, you know, for the, that he had come back time and time again. Apparently, he goes four or five times every year. And 
you know, th- it, there is honor there. There's yeah. all sorts of ways that God just, you know. That, that's so cool. And and, uh, and and you've met this couple, uh, Derek Mashamande. Oh, and, yeah. And Yvonne. Well, the village they came from, Mashamande Village in Zimbabwe, you know, their family, their father was the, the king of that village. And also Dr. Pruitt was one of the first missionaries that brought Christianity there. Well, to honor him, all of their all of the Mushamunde kids that were being born were named American names, and they were the names of Dr. Pruitt's kids, just to show honor to him what he had brought. And you think about that, that's a legacy that just continues to live on and on, and how God was able to plant them there. And Dr. Pruitt's name is still held high and celebrated for what he brought to that village and to so many other people in his mission-minded ways and stuff. That's just that's just cool. So what we talked about a few weeks ago was that son is means you know a family name builder. <laughs> Think how God has used the name Mary, how he has used you know the name David, you know of all these different names that you know that continue to be honored, but in a cool way, you know you can honor your grandfather by naming your middle name after your son. And, you know, my son named his first son after my wife's father, who, you know, never had, he died when my wife was seven years old. What that meant to my wife, I can't even begin to tell you, but it was a matter of honoring her father, which, you know, died when she was seven. Yeah. And, and you know, it's usually not the, the big things. I mean, you know, that is a big thing. I mean, it's a name you're going to carry with you, but, but it wasn't a, it didn't, it wasn't something you had to go out and spend a ton of money or, or make a big celebration out of. It was just giving honor. So, speaking of rock stars, there are a lot of those rock stars coming up in River Rock Retaliation. <laughs> sort of an ep- episode on Halloween that is just really, really cool. There's some new characters coming your way. So, stay tuned. Christian Car Guy Theater coming up. River Rock Retaliation. And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater with today's episode River Rock Retaliation. Previously on River Rock Restoration, Judge Elvira Merriweather sent FBI agent Kent and state policeman Dribble packing when they tried to expedite Lazarus and Brad. With these two new converts and the strength of the kingdom of God growing in our little town of River Rock, Nagadonna, Satan's principality and demon over Colorado, has gathered her three strongest demons, Zemia, Nakashi, and Shaddam, to bring hell to Mayor Elvira Merriweather and our friends in River Rock. Eustace is bragging, it's just making it worse. <laughs> Did you see the look on Agent Kent and Officer Dribble's face, Sheriff? When you told him, when you told him that that's what we call River Rock Justice, <laughs> I believe they could have fried their own bacon. You're not enough, Eustace, but we may have pushed too hard. Those federal boys are no one to mess with when you humiliate them like that. The sheriff only sees a fraction of it. In the spirit realm, high above River Rock, where only the car parts can see, 
A real storm is brewing. <laughs> oh, laugh it up for now, deputy. Sure, Jesus has come through for Lazarus and Brad. But we have some legal rights here as well. These weaklings have given us footholds into their very hopes and dreams. And there are old wounds, you know. Oh, yes. Deep family ones that strike close to the heart. Zemia, pull the file on Elvira Merriweather. And we'll see how merry she is. If I'm not mistaken, we did some good work leaving a little suspicion about her husband Jay's death. Way ahead of you, Naganoma. She's blamed herself for her husband Jay's death for years. Those arguments are deep, bitter roots she sucks our poison from. Just perfect for some say. Federal agents with the taste for vengeance to seek their teeth in. We have a legal right to both of them as well. Oh, yes, of course. Nakashi. Poor Agent Kent and Officer Dibble's files. We need the lie. Oh, the perfect lie to float out there. But the bait is ready. We just need the hook. Shadam, pull the file on Pastor Jack. Go, let's get working on breaking down this church. Those prayers of theirs are dangerous. <laughs> but fortunately, these fools have no idea how dangerous. Oh, Nagadana. Do I have the goods on the good pastor? Wait till you see his file. <laughs> the file is so thick. <laughs> and Nagadana, I'm sure you'll like the files on the lawman even better. You know how lawmen love the law. <laughs> the car parts of Jimmy's Jeep can't hear their plans, but they see the demons and the storm headed to River Rock. It looks like we must have really bought the kingdom, boys. Do you see the storm a-brewing? Those demons up there are the big boys, the muckety-mucks, the head honchos, the fat cats, the big guns. I'm telling you, this ain't no April Fuel joke, Frenchy Fender. Oh, wee oui, wee, oui, Gracie Gustink. They appear almost mythical, sinister, and so gigantesque, gigantic, especially that woman. Is she some kind of supreme regal? Que susto. Senorita, I have seen some scary demons, but these are another story. I'm not feeling so well. Ole claro, my little Chiquita Anita. Air is your intake, and those are princes of the power of the air. Ephesians 2, too, by the way. Those are disobedient spirits. Please remember, mi amor, those who are for us are greater than those against us. And with your air, my fuel, and God's help, <laughs> we will blow them away. Ole! That might not be so easy this time. Those big guns like that giant sinister one over there, they don't show up unless they have a legal right to be here, and there is much at stake. We are gonna need to grab a hold of the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit like our lives depended on it, because I have a feeling they do. Mosey Motor Oil, we're gonna need a special anointing and tell me, Tensioner, how about an iron grip like Jacob? Some real tension. 
Oh, you got it, Gracie Gas Tank. You know me, I'm always in the present tense. So right now, let's remember Song 28-7, Mosey Motor Oil. You can count on me, Gracie. Like a late night trucker, I'll be burning that midnight oil to get that anointing. All seven while I'm at it. Meanwhile, the unsuspecting town is gathering for the Wednesday night service at church, all greeting and loving on their new members, Brad and Lazarus. Jimmy, thank you again so much for helping Allie help me. Yes, Jimmy, having my dad back and now even better in Christ, it just means so much. Really, it, it all kind of blows my mind, guys. But I'm so glad you're both are moving here, Brad, and opening a photography studio. Yeah, these mountains are photographers' dream and the simple living of River Rock and Christy to help me keep my books, what could be better? I'm with you, Brad. We're moving forward with the Fine Fit Auto Parts plant, trying out this mountain air. Ah, I love breathing the free air. You know, Lazarus, I've been tinkering with a new formula of rubber that will biodegrade. I, I don't know what to say, Bob. This is a way to honor my son and daughter-in-law and bring back life. I would be honored, Bob. I mean that, really. Really honored to do just that. God is so amazing. Who would have ever thought we could work together with the... The man responsible for your son and daughter-in-law's death and your granddaughter's kidnapping. Well, yes. Since you have the humility and grace to share it that way, Lazarus, only the Lord can do that. Only Jesus can truly change hearts and lives. All this sentiment has Nagadana and her demons raging at the hope. Oh, you see that, Zemia, Shaddam, Nakashi? Kind of hope. Oh, it protects their heads like a helmet. Oh, despair. Yes, despair is what we sow here. When they lose their hope for things to work out in this silly little town, they forget about the larger story, what's really going on. Ah, oh, yes, they've given us the right to be here, and this hope will soon fade. Yes, and the best part is they don't have a clue why we have a legal right to destroy this place. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next month for the next exciting episode of River Rock Retaliation. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Uh, Randy, did you hear the elevator music when those demons were talking? What? I didn't hear any elevator music. Now I know you must be low on oil, Danny Dipstick. Uh, the hells are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> oh, boy, Danny. <laughs> you... Reese, I knew long with these hell jokes. <laughs> but I must say, I, I did fall in love with Lisa in the gazebo. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, but Danny, seriously, this episode is such a picture of our life here on Earth. <laughs> As John Eldridge puts it, we are being written into a love story in the midst of a raging war. And it sounds like Nagadana and her snake-like horde had a, had a, a right to rain down hell on River Rock. Well, I sure hope the Under the Hood gang gets that anointing and gets a grip on God for, for, 
I see a bad moon horizon. I see trouble all the way. This storm is a brewing. <laughs> Randy, I sure hope that horde doesn't drink that brew. They'll get viperactive. Oh boy, Daddy. <laughs> you mean the car or the snake? <laughs> Viper. Yeah, see what I did there? <laughs> Don't try to dodge my question. <laughs> Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> see you later, radiator.